I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Sunday, a frigid Sunday throughout the East Coast and a lot of America right now. I saw the chat room in there uh, when I was playing music um and they were just talking about how cold it was where they are like it, people getting five degrees 13 degrees it's a sunny 56 right here in charlotte north carolina you know went outside today just walked around a little bit but hey you know can't be hot everywhere um the official weapon of the show is the taser no it's not no <laughs> you had a streak going you got you flew too close to the sun <laughs> you got ahead of yourself <laughs> You got comfortable, Karen. You got comfortable. <laughs> and this is what happened. The, the official f- weapon of the show is... The folded chair. I, t- I go on autopilot. I'm so sorry, y'all. The unofficial sport. Bullet ball. A bullet ball. <laughs> extreme. Extreme. The streak start over. It's back to one day now. Lots of bullshit to talk about today on the day before MLK Day. Uh, Karen, do you have any banter? Or you good? Not really. Okay, well, we're moving on. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I, do I, I mean, either you have it or you don't, Karen. I mean, I'm on, all this is about is if I'm going to play the music or not. Okay. Because we can go, put a commercial break here. Go ahead and do a commercial break. Okay, here we go. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Karen, hit me with some banter. It's, uh, I, I, guess, I guess you could say it's anything with banter, but I have really been enjoying making uh, my uh, smoothies in the morning time. Mm-hmm. And I have found little tricks that I kind of, most people probably know this, but you know. Well, some people might not, Karen, and it's your banter, so tell them. Yes. So I am lazy, L-A-Z-Y. So when it comes to my smoothies, I don't want nothing complex or complicated and nor time consuming. Like I, I just I just cannot deal with that. Mm. So uh for me, what I've learned to do is I get like a bunch of, of uh fruit. So I like apples and uh strawberries and blueberries and pineapples and you know, melons and all that type of stuff. And I chop them up and I get like a cooking sheet or like a baking sheet, a cookie sheet or like a baking sheet. And I align it with parchment parchment paper so it doesn't stick. And I throw it all in there and I freeze it. Now, I, like I said, I'm lazy. So what I ain't going to be doing is chopping up no melons and shit with pits and all that type of stuff in it. I tried. Boo. boo bullshit. So I just go ahead over there to the fruit section of the grocery store. And uh, they have it already pre-chopped up, so I just chop it up a little smaller, 
and I'll do that. And um, so I, it's like all the beautiful colors and stuff like that. So I chop them up and I freeze them. I put them in a the freezer. And uh, I don't, uh, I like greens, but I don't want no green smoothie. But I do want green stuff in my smoothie. So what I did was I had Roger buy a, uh, a bag, or I guess you can do it fresh, of a, a baby spinach. And so I basically took the uh, baby spinach and with the baby spinach, I um, added, I have like a bunch of uh, things kind of like turmeric and and ginger and a lot of stuff that's actually really good, you know, for your body. Any like protein uh, uh, shake stuff or anything. I like apple cider vinegar too. And I kind of mix it all with my uh, green uh, smoothie. I put oats in mine too because uh, uh, I like oats. And it's actually a good way to get oats in there without eating, like, plain oats. Quick oats is probably the best because, you know, just chop it up really, really good. And so what I do with my uh, with green, and you could do it with, like, anything green. So this is just all green. And so um, I put all my green stuff in there and put any other stuff I would get in there. And then I blend it. And then I take the uh, green stuff and I actually put them in ice cubes. I have this ice cube thing that I actually take it and it makes it into really small uh, individual cubes. And so with that, I just pop one or two. I I I, I and, and it, you can make like it's kind of like like fifteen or twenty little individual uh, cubes, but they're small enough and they're big enough, but they're not like big like a regular size ice cube. And so. Uh, I take that and I have one bag full of my fruits or whatever I'm going to do. And I have one bag full of green and I actually get up in the morning and I go in and just open up the bag full of uh, the Ziploc bag full of uh, fruits, throw them fruits in there and my little blender, uh, uh, pop a thing or two of green and I blend it. I blend it. I I use water, half water and I like apple juice, but you could do all water if you choose to. And some people do other juices, you know, depending on what you're in the mood for. Uh, but I like, I'm, I'm a big apple juice fan. And so, um, I blend it and I do that. And I have, and I've realized that this is something that I can keep up. Cause I know we've been talking about changing the way we uh, eat and consume things, stuff like that. So I was thinking, okay, I want to do these things. At one period of time I was doing this for a while. I was doing it really, really good. But like I said, I'm lazy. So I was like, what can I do that's best for me that does not cost time consuming anymore? Because most time I'm doing this first thing in the morning and I don't want to be individualizing everything, uh, chopping up everything that day. So like I said, I, I, I do it all in advance, which actually saves me a lot of time and it's actually really enjoyable. And also with the same frozen fruit, I actually have a, like a water thing that has like a fusion in the middle where you could put your fruit in it you could pour water around it a, a fan had sent me one and I got like another one and so uh also with that same frozen fruit I put it in here and uh drink that to increase my water intake because it just sweetens the water and in addition for that I put uh fresh uh turmeric and fresh uh ginger with that too and you could do mint and all types of things, whatever your heart desire uh, to do. Uh, and so I've really been, uh, I've been really enjoying that a lot. And it's been something that I know I'm going to keep up with. And this is you not having banter. All right, got it. Because right, <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes, because sometimes I be thinking it's not that important, but then I'm like, you know what? Mm-mm, no, it- banter is for the unimportant shit. It's not, <laughs> you don't have to have, it's just whatever we feel like talking about. I've heard all these other podcasts and they get on the mic and they just talk about stuff 
And so that's what we do. Okay. Yay. So um, I'm, I'm glad. I, hopefully I help somebody out uh, 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 with this. And this, it's been a fun process. Yeah, I may. Uh, now, of course, she never offers me any other smoothies, y'all. So don't don't worry about that if that's what you've been worried about. <laughs> I she can is, make you some. She just wake, wakes me up with the blending of it, you know, in the morning. <laughs> and then she goes about her day. I'm um, so loud. It's okay. I'm so, it's, it's I fine. apologize. It's fine. I'm looking at Roger like, did I wake you up? He'd be like, you know you loud. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just joking. Um, but uh, I did have plenty of banner. Okay. Uh, random things to talk about. Um if we're keeping it on the food thing and i'll go into detail probably on lip smacking good but okay i wanted some mushroom chicken the other day and i was on my way back home from uh the ymca and i was like man you know like because sometimes i would just order like mushroom chicken from a chinese place or something because i just i like it and it's delicious uh, <laughs> but you know depending on who makes it and how they make it it could be made different ways and stuff but um uh you know i was like wait i couldn't probably just look up how to make it and i wonder if i can make it at home and so I looked up a recipe and I made it at home and I didn't do it right. I, I messed some, some, uh, steps in the wrong order up, but not, but not bad enough that it wasn't good or that it didn't turn out oh, like really good, edible and delicious and stuff. And, um, now I'm like, I'm going to do this again. And, uh, yeah, I learned a lot of stuff. I, I didn't know you could tenderize chicken with bacon. Uh, I think it was bacon powder. Uh, what is the bacon? Let's bake a powder bacon. Yeah, bacon. Bacon soda. I think bacon, it was bacon oh, soda. Right. Yeah, yes, it's the nice. one that you put in the kitchen, in your uh, mm-hmm. fridge. Yeah, I didn't know you could tenderize something with bacon soda. I did not know that either um, until you said and it. And that chicken was so soft. Like, it, it was, was really. Absolutely delicious. Yeah, so anyway, it was cool to, like, learn how to do stuff like that. Um, yeah, and, and uh, with you doing that, you making, was making me think of other stuff uh, that I like. Uh, that I'm trying to find a good substitute for because, uh, like, I absolutely love pizza any type of pizza so i was like okay what can i do so i found a good recipe online for a uh uh cauliflower pizza and it was simple so i said i'm, I'm gonna do this and you know they went through well, the they pot- have the cauliflower crust and stuff at stores too i believe yes uh if you if you want to hand make a pizza they also have like frozen pizzas that have different type of crust you can also go to mod pizza and get a cauliflower crust i think um bricks does it as well okay so like if that's a big alter- uh, uh, alternative or something you want to use i'm I like some stuff i'm not even gonna lie i just feel like I'm not going to eat them as often, but I just, when I eat them, I'm just going to eat them. And pizza is one of those ones that I'm like, I don't know that I'm going to find an alternative to it or not, but yeah, there's, there's definitely different versions of pizza that are better, you know, like healthier, quote unquote. But yeah, I I feel you. I've looked into that too. And, and I, and I think for me, the biggest reason why I know I want an alternative because I love pizza. What's your favorite food can? Motherfucking pizza. Breakfast pizza, lunch, dinner, pit, pizza, pizza, pizza. So I was like, I got to find me a substitute for pizza. Yeah, well, I just want you to know, I wasn't trying to find a substitute when I did the chicken and mushrooms. Because mm-hmm. chicken and mushrooms from a Chinese spot is not that bad, mm-hmm. like for you or whatever. I just wanted to see if I could do it myself. That was it. Like, low key, when you buy all the ingredients, you spend more than just ordering it from, you know, some place. But yeah. I just wanted to know how to make it at home. Um, anyway, uh, so that was one thing. Uh, on a serious note, 
I saw this video on Twitter and it it pissed me off more than I thought I could be pissed off about something. Oh, snap, um, what happened? And I'm trying to go into 2024 not being as angry and understanding people have different opinions. Mm-hmm. But Joy Ann Reed has a show to read out and she invited Charlemagne on with Angela Rye. Um, and a couple of things happened there. Um, and I, you know, normally try to stay away from talking about Charlemagne and the Breakfast Club just because I, I don't know that, like, you know, I don't want to just, like, make it so that all their conversations are just fodder for our conversation. Right. Cause, yeah. But, but I think this is very important. It's about the election and it's about 2024. And so Joy Reid invites Charlemagne on and calls him a political maverick. And she does this thing where he's supposed to speak for all the black voters or the black people that are non-voters and stuff. I'm not sure how he got that role to people. And I know he's a gatekeeper. I know he has a lot of mm-hmm. people within the industry that are beholden to him. Right. There's another clip from the breakfast club where Angela Rye, um, Tiffany Cross and Andrew Gillum are starting a podcast together and they went on his show. I might even play that because I, I thought that was also dis- disgraceful. But um, they they have people they have them on and they ask like basically why black people don't vote for you or whatever like like why aren't black people voting and actually this is the wrong clip this isn't the one I want you want to show um, give me a second to find the other one but mm-hmm. um, but they treat him like he's the black man black non voter whisperer mm. and. From everything I know, he's mostly politically uninformed and 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 chooses to remain uninformed. Like he has right. people come on his show. He asks them the same series of questions uh pretty much every time, which is why shouldn't black people just go ahead and vote Republican? Right. Um and and every time he has someone that's actually like, you know, informative on there, he acts like it's the first time he's ever heard any information on why black people shouldn't just go and throw our votes to Republicans. And then um, the next time someone comes on, it's back to zero. Like, why shouldn't we do that? And he never says he's going to do it himself. He never says he's not going to vote or anything. Mm -hmm. But he's definitely trying to get a viral moment setting up people to say, I'm going to vote Republican or I'm going to vote for Trump because that would help his show the most. That gets the most attention is right. Angela Rye goes on the show and says she's voting for Trump would be a big story. Right. Because it's as the opposite to, of everything she stands for. Right. And he puts people on the opposition immediately and they end up backpedaling. So, but this is the clip that I saw. It was from Joy Ann Reed's show where um, Jason Johnson was on there and they were talking about Joe Biden and what he needs to do. I am glad that Joe Biden decided to go. I'm glad that Joe Biden decided to speak. But the truth of the matter is he's speaking to the choir literally and figuratively. Now, he's talking about Joe Biden going to Mother Emanuel and talking to black politically active religious voters in the South um, at the spot that Dylan base. Hmm? I said his vote. Yeah, race. at this a, a place that you know. Remember, they took Iowa and said no. South Carolina should be the first place mm-hmm. that we do our you know stuff because he he is beholden to black voters and recognizes our power. Right. Um. But also in this case, um, uh, it's the spot where Dylan Roof killed those people. Right. You know, and it's also uh, you know, he was protested at this event too, I believe. 
And there's been a lot of back and forth and hullabaloo over it. I personally feel the same way I felt when Obama got protested. The job of the protester is to protest. Yep. I'm 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 not gonna add any respectability to it. I'm Mm -mm. not gonna act like I'm offended or some type of affront or there's a sacred space where protests can't happen. Right. Honestly, the more sacred the space, the louder the protest. Yeah. And you know, the same way I didn't like when people were like, "Get out of the, stop blocking the highway." Black Lives Matter. It's like, no, that's the point. We want to make things inconvenient for you. Yes. And in this case, like maybe people just feel like it's too sacred a space because we're black. Maybe they feel like the cause isn't good enough of people wanting to stop the, um, you know, killing of of, of uh, the uh, Palestinian people or whatever. I don't I don't care about all that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just think everyone was there to do a job. So were the protesters and they did their job. So I'm not even debating that part. Argue amongst yourselves. But. He was there addressing black people, politically active black people. That right. Letting the world know he cares. Okay, so that's what Jason Johnson is talking about. But keep, keep this. Speech that he gives at Mother Emanuel is not going to move the needle if the larger way we're looking at this is his soft support amongst African-Americans. It's not soft support because black people don't like Joe Biden per se. It's that black voters who are the backbone of the Democratic Party don't necessarily feel that he has been an active fighter on black voters' behalf, especially in the face of sort of white supremacy and white nationalism on the other side. So again, nice speech, very moving, very emotional. I don't know that it's doing enough. If I were Joe Biden, I'm not trying to be glib when I say this, Joy, but if I were Joe Biden, he is two or three months behind and talking to Charlemagne again. He's two or three months behind between, uh, you know, knocking on doors and getting into communities in ways he should be putting out Vice President Kamala Harris. Quite frankly, right now, if I were in if I were in Joe Biden's office, I would be calling Shannon Sharp. Right. I mean, like literally mm-hmm. he should be speaking to a wider array of black people than just going to Mother Emanuel. We- so. <clears throat> OK, so this is the thing that kind of incensed me. As I was thinking about it. Are there any other people. That. We tell the president. To go talk to their entertainers. No. As if they're representatives. Of the politically active voters. I like. We want. And I'm tired of. And honestly like. You know I try not to complain too much. About just Democrats in general. Because I know it's a hard hill to climb. And they're doing their best. But. Whoever the political strategists are, and I'm sure they saw like Obama and they were like, oh, he was able to get like grassroots and radio stuff. Whoever the the strategists are, why the fuck is the Breakfast Club on the list? Right. Like he need to go talk to the dude that sniffs the seats of women that would get up. Celebrities would get up out of their seats and he would sniff it to see what their butt smell like. The guy who's being accused of sexual assault you know the guy and made jokes about it and and you know and and told stories about it and then of course when when it when shit got tough for him was like oh no that was just stories but for years i told these stories as if they actually happened uh i'll and there is a woman who said she was raped by me but you know that it's all you know hey it's just bullshit um the dude that when you had politicians go on there what was the thing that came out of that? We never Not come that. out of that. We never come out of that talking about policy. No, we come out of that going. Does Hillary Clinton really keep hot sauce in her bag? Right, and isn't that pandering to black people? That that you now keep in mind. He set up that question and asked. Um, he set up the question and asked Kamala Harris, 
who's about to be vice president possibly at the time. Maybe, I don't remember if she was actually running for president or not. But when she came out of that interview, what were we talking about? Did she smoke weed in college and listen to Tupac? That's what we were talking about. This is not a serious platform. And why the fuck are we treating it? And and I can't imagine how detached George Reed and Jason Johnson sound to me. You sound detached from reality and thinking that Club Shay Shay, where Cat Williams goes on there and just says whatever the fuck for three hours unchallenged, where there's no real interview questions right. at all. He's not an interviewer. No. So why are you debasing black people to spectacle? And so, uh, you know, and there were people that took exception with what I'm saying, which is fine. I don't mind taking exception. I, I'm a grown ass man and I truly believe what I'm saying. And I just disagree with y'all that think he need to go on there. Right. But um, they were like, you go where the people are. And I said, wait a minute. They don't say that about nobody else. Because you know where the people are for white people? Joe Rogan show. Yes. Joe Biden will never step his ass on the motherfucking Joe Rogan show. Not once. Why? Because it's beneath him. He would not sit up there with that ass clown and go, well, hey, I know he just spreads vaccine misinformation and talks about being able to suck his own dick, but I got to go where the people are. You would never see Kamala Harris on Real Housewives. Right. Yeah, sure. A lot of people watch it, but that's not the, the fucking venue for a serious political discussion. You know, I'm sick of this shit. And it would be different if, like, even in those episodes, it was like, you know what? In those episodes, the Breakfast Club people actually do very serious, hard-hitting interviews. They, they, they have legit critiques. They, have, they know what is happening. They know the facts of things. No, it's literally just shit radio, just lowest common denominator type of shit. You know, the one dude is fucking under investigation for uh, fraud. Of, uh, like, what you, Kamala got to come in there and be like, and while I'm here uh merrick you want to handle this like get the fuck out of here it's so so like it feels to me and maybe i'm stretching it and i can see how people would disagree but it feels anti-black it feels like they're saying we're fucking stupid let's go talk to your comedians let's go talk to your entertainers because you don't because we don't need to go to serious political spaces and for people that are like well that's just saying we don't have serious black political spaces Uh -uh, uh-uh uh-uh no we actually Joy Reid is one of the spaces. Right. You're right there on MSNBC and you're going, go talk to this dude. And it makes me think because Joy Reid thinks her audience is like above that or it's not really a black audience or more, more of these dummies, these dumb blacks will be reached by if you go talk to Charlemagne. Cause, cause it's like, why wouldn't you be advocating for Kamala Harris and them to come on your show? You you have legitimate critiques, and I, this isn't about uh, a softball shit or whatever. If you're gonna get Joe Biden on a gotcha question, if you're gonna get Kamala Harris on a gotcha question, I don't want it to be weed and Tupac. Yes, I want to be about policy. Be a policy thing. If you're gonna say they don't do enough for black people, t- let's be specific. Ask them to their face, like, hey, this is a thing I think you can do better. What are you doing? Don't just fucking talk platitudes. And it's fucking sickening because it's 2024 and we don't have time to fuck around. Right. This is an existential threat of Trump coming. And these motherfuckers are still like, how wouldn't it be funny he went on uh tub Shay Shay and drank fucking brown liquor with this dude? No. That's fucking stupid. And if you think people are... I know people are stupid and there might be some dummies who are like, I saw Joe Biden drink brown liquor. So I got my vote, but that's fucking dumb. 
Like, what are we doing here? So, uh, like, like I said, it was it was infuriating, and it is a it is a a weird type of anti blackness to me because you're not truly believing in these spaces as communal spaces of conversations that are serious. We have the evidence they are not, and they have and they refuse to be. They try, they do their best to not be that. Like it's just a flex for them. It's just clicks for them. It's just, how can we go viral for them? It's not a real, we care about black people and black America thing. It's just a, Hey, I know how I can get a viral moment. And that's not enough. And I, I'm sad to see that happen. Um, and then uh, you can go ahead and talk. I'm, I'm going to look up this other clip real quick. Go ahead. I, and the thing is very frustrating for me when they say things like this, you know what you're telling black people? Black people populists as a whole are stupid. The black people that are involved and the black people that, you know, uh, uh, are all the people that actually push Joe Biden and demand things and shit like that, ignore those people. Go to the very ignorant, lowest denominator people. Like, go to those people. That's what you're really saying. And it's disrespectful to black people as a whole because we're, we're all not dummies and we're all not stupid. And there's a difference, in my opinion, between entertainment, which I consider the Breakfast Club and Club Shay Shay, they fucking entertainment. I do not take them seriously. I do not go there for political views. I do not go there for my news. I do not go there to be informed. I don't. And so it's one of these things where, uh, and a lot of people actually consume them for entertainment. That's it. That's it. You right. you consume from entertainment. So why would you tell me that I, as somebody who's actually really serious about what the fuck I'm doing, go to somebody like that who's going to make a shit show and not take the bullshit I'm saying seriously and ask me half-ass, uninformed questions. Like, you're wasting where, everyone's time. And like I said, this isn't something they employ for anybody but us. Right. Like, there, there's not an equivalent to this. You know, when they want to reach out to, like, LGBTQ people, they're not going on like watch what happens live they're not doing that they're not going on drag race right like what like for us is is there's something there it fucks with me it's it's fucking with black people it's something that fucks with me and especially in 2024 we should have we've known better for years now with with this like this thing of the entertainers will speak to us these motherfuckers don't do shit and i shouldn't say that I don't know what these motherfuckers do in the community that should make me feel like they are doing enough to represent us politically to where they're the tastemakers and movers and shakers of the black vote. And a lot of these motherfuckers position themselves as the black person whisperer. Where's the proof? Where is the fucking evidence that the black vote goes as Charlemagne goes or the black vote goes as, you know, as Angela Rye goes or anybody else. So here's the other clip. And this is another, like I said, kind of part of this. Um, They went on um, the Breakfast Club to promote their new podcast. Now, keep in mind, the new podcast is under Charlemagne's imprint. So they're beholden to Charlemagne. And this happens a lot with people that supposedly have integrity. You sign on with somebody that don't because you wanted that spotlight. And now you're compromising your integrity and you look foolish. 
um to me that's what happens and so tiffany cross who a lot of people held in high esteem but since she got let go of msnbc uh, i believe you know part of the issue there was like another black woman in charge like kind of got her out the paint but so now people are like she's bitter and she's you know angry about the media and stuff and angry at democrats and the left and so she's saying shit that you know is just about her anger i don't know if that's true or not i don't know if she would cop to that or not this is what happened on the breakfast club though what would you say to people who will probably look at y'all and say well this is just gonna be another democratic echo chamber I don't know why. <laughs> I, I mean, I vote Democrat most of the time, um, but I am not a talking head for the party at all. I think they make horrific um, decisions. I think they summarily dismiss our community the same way um, a lot of the cable news industry does. I think they uh, fail us at every point. I think this is part of um, another narrative that some black folks have taken in and believed um, and that is and some and a, a lot of white folks believe it, that black people are so loyal to the Democratic Party. That is not true. Black folks are loyal to ourselves mm-hmm. and the world benefits from it. Um, society benefits from from what we do. I understand the person's perspective who says, you know, you want me to participate in this system that has incarcerated my brother, poisoned my mother, keeps my kids in a dilapidated school. And you're telling me by my participation in this system, I'm going to somehow fix it. When for decades, my life has not changed. I understand that perspective. When we vote, we are not American enthusiasts trying to uphold the white man's democracy. We are voting in favor of harm reduction. That has nothing to do with loyalty to a party. We are loyal to our people. And by our people, I mean us as black folks, Mm -hmm. but also the rising majority. So once again, I, what would you say to oh, people sorry. who will probably look sorry. at y'all and sc- I, I don't have a problem with um, that idea that message like if that's what you want to say I think uh, she kind of played herself because that's what that is exactly what Charlemagne is going to do on this show that is exactly what he's going to ask you that's the position he's going to put you in is like kind of like can you play the hits can you shit on the democrats for me we're not talking about republicans right now we're not bringing up anything because can you say the the democrats ain't shit and what happens though is she goes on twitter where she's this guy too raw too real you probably know his videos he's the guy that always got the receipts for biden administration democrats and stuff Mm -hmm. so and she's talking of course in generalizations and platitudes and Stuff that I think can't really be backed up when you say, like, well, Democrats always fail us and let us down. It's like, yeah, I think if you, the the math ain't mathing. There's a lot of shit that Democrats, the only things that have ever been done for black people in America have come from the left party at the time. Whatever Um, the left party is. Yeah. Like, your argument might be like, it's not enough. That's fine. That's a good, that's a great point if if that's what you want. But this, like, they're kind of like both the same because neither one does anything and I'm going to shit on them just the same way. That's not a true statement. Uh, black people don't really, we don't feel like that. Mm-hmm. And I do agree that we're not necessarily Democratic Party loyalists in the in right. the way that like white people are such patriots to this country and they like really, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're very, we're definitely looking out for our own self-interest and it happens to uh, help other people. So like, I have no problem with that. Mm-mm. But when she's questioned about it, by this dude she goes on twitter and goes oh no i wasn't talking about the democrats i was talking about the media but ma'am i just listened to you say the democratic party right you said that and if and and you're just starting your new podcast i know it's under Charlemagne, but 
all it makes me believe is oh you'll just say whatever you need to say at the moment and then when when you're on the hot seat but then when you with another audience it's like i'll say something different so now i'm on twitter and it's like no 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 i I would never say so i would not mean something like that it's like well what the fuck else could it mean you know what I mean? so like it was i don't know i've just fine and i feel like it's 2024 how are we still playing like this yeah that's because a lot of people didn't learn a lot of people don't take it seriously a lot of people still don't really realize how important it is and i will always say this and feel like this you have a percentage of the population that live in all parts of the country and some of them feel like where they're at is quote-unquote blue and this shit will never impact them they still feel like that with trump and all the fucked up laws he passed and all this shit you still have a percentage of the populace even black people that still feel like this shit will not impact them and i'm i'm not a like go on on twitter and make youtube uh make videos and and argue with people about democrats and all that stuff i'm not one of these people but i know my shit and i and honestly i have more respect even though i think it it might end up being like a you know it's it's a little unsavory to me because it just at some point shit just becomes uh influencing and becomes content so there's certain accounts like too raw too real and some others that just spend a lot of time going on like going on social media to be like this is what the democrats did for black people this is what the democrats did i but honestly thank god for them because at least they have some fucking level of integrity of like i'm gonna keep my receipts and facts and i'm not just gonna pander because i think a lot of people think it makes them look cool to be like hey laissez-faire i don't really give a fuck i mean shit they all the same to me dang shit i ain't dang shit and it's like well let me go check your voting registration and let me go check your voting history oh you've only always voted for democrats right let's keep it real we both know that that's the party that gives black people the best chance in america period all right so this whole like thing where we gotta like bitch and moan to like i don't know who we're trying to impress with that shit but it's i'm pretty pragmatic am i voting yes am i voting for a democrat yeah the the republicans have never given me any reason to vote for them that doesn't make sense and to be in 2024 where trump's back on the ballot and those are the games people want to play it's fucking crazy to me um there is a video Oh, sorry. My bad. I didn't mean to turn my camera off. Okay. There is a <laughs> there's a video um that someone put up on Twitter, uh, candidly Tiff. It's like two minutes long of just shit that Biden administration did for black people. It's not there's hard been to find. a lot of conversation over the last couple of days about what the Biden Harris administration has done for the black community. The narrative that's being put out there to me is negative because it doesn't tell the true story about what they have actually done. It doesn't mean that there isn't a need for them to do more, but we need to give props and credit where credit is due because the Biden-Harris administration has done a lot. So let's go through some receipts. Did you know that in 2023, we saw the lowest average black unemployment rate of any year on record. No, I didn't know Did that. you know that in April of 2023, the Biden-Harris administration achieved the lowest black unemployment rate ever on record, which was 4.7%. Mm. There's also been an increase in black enrollment into the ACA, aka Obamacare. For the record, you can go find all this stuff on their website. You can just Google what they've done for black Americans and it'll go to their page on their website because they're aware that people want need to know this stuff. And for all the people that say like the messaging is bad, how come I don't know this? 
literally those people on those platforms could be googling and telling their audience this is what they've done but they choose to be for some reason they feel better to be like i'm uninformed and it's good to be i mean listen right. it's they fault i'm uninformed what are they supposed to do because because like going on Charlemagne's show you don't get asked about this moment won't go viral the moment it goes viral is did you listen to tupac and smoke weed that is not a platform for the people i'm sorry of 49% from 2020 to 2022. Did you know that under the Biden-Harris administration, they have seen the fastest creation of Black-owned small businesses in over 25 years? Did you know that the Biden-Harris administration worked to reverse decades of infrastructure divestment in communities of color and invested $4 billion to reconnect communities to economic opportunities? I'm sure you didn't. Did you know that last year, the vice president, Kamala Harris, rolled out a new plan to prevent racial bias in home appraisals, which was impacting black homeowners and they were being lowballed for their homes value? Did you know that because of the Biden-Harris administration, medical bills will no longer show on your credit report? Good. As we know, 56% of adults owe money on medical bills and dental bills compared to 37% of whites. Did you know there was a small black business boom thanks to the Biden-Harris administration? I'm sure nobody ever told you that. Black wealth is up a record 60% from the pandemic and black households owning a business has doubled from 2019 to 2022. Did you know that the Biden-Harris administration have put 50 black judges on the courts, the most of any administration ever? The point is that there are receipts upon receipts and this is not even half the receipts that we could talk about. Yeah, so um, like I said, that... It's not hard to find this shit. These, right. There's a willful level of ignorance. And it's yes. honestly like, I thought higher, and it's probably my fault for thinking higher of folks, but I thought higher of folks. And and then you see them sign on with like Charlemagne and then immediately go to the like basement with the bullshit. It's, and, it's, and it's like, I thought you had some integrity. I thought you was about something. I thought you I thought you'd be on there informing this motherfucker, not on there going, hey, you're crazy to me too. Make sure y'all check out the show. Like, come on, man. And then to know you had to go on Twitter and walk that shit back. Like you're walking it back because you shouldn't have said it. And you what was the point of of going on there in the moment and for whatever reason pleasing him? To, to then they have to turn around and be like, oh shit, my bad, y'all. Y'all, y'all know uh I I don't really believe what I said. I was talking about the media. Well, we're sorry you got laid off. That was fucked up. It was. Nobody's on MSNBC side for that shit or MSNBC side or whatever. Mm-mm. But the fact that you gotta go out and do damage control says a lot. And your show hadn't even started yet. Your podcast mm-hmm. ain't even started yet. I won't be listening to the shit now. Fuck that. Like we got enough bad acting ops in the fucking game. Like, if, if we not calling them out, I don't see the point. Anyway, um, that uh, it's weird to try to do funny banter after that. I, I see. <laughs> Maybe I should say these for another time. <laughs> but I, I feel you, though, uh, because it is one of those things where it's very frustrating. It's very irritating, um, particularly when you're looking and you're going well we're getting in the season where it's going to be voting time again we get ready to go through a lot of the same things we went through before and it's making me really guess where lessons learned that people pay attention you know people have the attention spans of durables now 
they don't remember anything and i don't know if it's because of my age or what but i remember shit and so i'm like no bitch we not going through this again and everybody you know and people like that go why you bringing the bullshit bitch because it counts and it matters yeah man it's, it's sad to see these niggas fucking around dog like right i saw don lemon got a he's got a show he's gonna put on x or you know x twitter or whatever and he put out some like finally free speech and i'm like nigga what are you talking about elon musk and all his right-wing bullshit you you wanted to get a check you got your check fine don't be telling me that this shit is about some freedom of speech that's not what he even practiced. One, he censors a lot of motherfuckers. Say something bad about him. See how your freedom of speech goes. Your, your fucking account will be deleted, and you won't know why. You know? So that's bullshit. Like, it's, these niggas are just, these niggas are just, it's annoying as fuck. And I think it's dangerous. Yes, it is. We're starting out 2024, and it's fucking dangerous to pal around with this bullshit. Mm-hmm everybody need to get like you're talking about democrats message nigga you get on message what the fuck you know better i know you know better so don't hit me with the like you know it's just the democrats not telling no you know and you can look it up and you have a brain and you relay information all the time you got a crack fucking staff that comes to next door that you're on fucking point you know better if i know better i know you know better so what so then who are you messaging who is this really for? Who is the content for that you don't know better, that you got to pretend to be dumb? Who's that for, really? Because that's what the question comes down to. I watched you know better on MSNBC for years. Joy Reid and Jason Johnson, y'all should be ashamed of y'all Go talk to Charlemagne. For what, nigga? Come talk to me. Come talk to Joy Reid. I, I got some questions that I have been researching. You know, that kind of shit. So, yeah, I don't like that shit. No, I, I don't like it at all. And it is also one of these things. And I hope that and maybe this is a pattern that I see that I, I, I'm going to call it out now. I hope the closer we get to the election that these black men don't come out with their coalitions talking about holding their votes and bullshit like that. Mm. Like the past few elections. around they, First of all, they will. Y- yes. Ain't no hope they won't. If it's, motherfuckers, if these motherfuckers, these are. If Joy Reid, Angela Rye, and Tiffany Cross are fucking around, oh yeah, Ice Cube coming back, yeah, Charlemagne's gonna be bigger and bigger. That, that, that shit is Joy Reid is platforming Charlemagne to be like, what the, what should the black? Yeah, it's coming. It's for all of it's coming. And it's fucking frustrating because it was like we're not stupid, and you're stupid if you fall for that message. I'm calling you dumb to your face right now if you listen to my voice and you fall for that message. You're stupid. Uh, because it's one of those things where uh, we go through this over and over again, and just like the Green Party, these niggas disappear until the next fucking four and years. The thing I realized too is they we cannot be envious of the Republicans like fighting together, and then at the same time be like, "Well, I'm different." What I you know like the thing about honesty and nuance and facts is that they pretty much are not sexy republicans will fight on a lie yes they they'll will. be like the real problem is uh black people should not get into this school because none of them are qualified yep and it just becomes true because they decide that it's true yep meanwhile with us we we we're ready to go home on any given fucking day that something don't go right Child. you know hey you didn't wrong you didn't say that sentence the right way so yeah, you didn't i'm gonna just go right. ahead and not vote 
you know hey what about my personal issue i think i'm just out you know mm-hmm. all right anyway um i'll try to move into some other stuff no problem you know who what superhero would be hell on etsy batman that dude is meticulous with the arts and crafts okay <laughs> he would be a goddamn beast he just look he he can't just have a grenade nah it's gotta be shaped like a bat he can't just have a motorcycle gotta be a bat cycle you know who knows how many people died because he was like not yet i gotta get the <laughs> gotta get the fender right it don't look he, batty enough he would be a goddamn beast on etsy any anybody that, that's doing anything with bats y'all 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 see, and it says Bruce Wayne, uh, Thomas Wayne's son, Thomas and Martha's Wayne's son. Go ahead and get out, cause <laughs> that shit gonna be flames. I just don't know how he how he has the time. Like his whole thing is, I'm always fighting and stopping injustice mm-hmm. at all times. I don't date, I don't sleep, I don't. And I'm like, oh, it's because you in the lab, like soldering the next bat signal to the fucking thing you can't yes, you can't belt. just you can't just just wear a belt it can't be nothing your belt gotta have gadgets my nigga you could have just went out with regular clothes and fought crime but he was like nah, nah. man this shit ain't mm-hmm. pimping enough mm-hmm. um i got an impression uh that uh that i've been working on i, I don't know how good it is but because it's my first time trying it but this is my impression of kevin hart watching uh watching sports okay mm-hmm. this is my impression hold on <clears throat> oh wait wait i'm sorry i need you to, to to say hello you you gotta answer the phone okay okay all right so here you go hello what am i looking at right now hmm? i'm looking i'm looking at the game and why am I watching ads without me in them? Hmm? You think I can't sell tampons? I can sell tampons. I'm Kevin Hart. The fuck are you even doing right now? I just saw two ads come on in the middle of these five ads. I was only in three. That's it. You fired. But Kevin. <laughs> I need to be in everything. We 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 we, we, we gonna try our best, I promise. I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this game on peacock i'm only in 80 percent of the ads what the fuck <laughs> we get to work uh also watching that game it was so cold last night and i did watch the game on peacock because i'm not a broke boy um <laughs> i have the peacock money and so i'm watching the game on peacock flexing on these niggas and they're playing, and it's so cold. The sh- the literal field has ice on it. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's mustache has ice in it. Icicles. That shit yes. had icicles. I'm like, uh, is the Gatorade in a tea kettle? Like, what? What's happening? <laughs> what is going on? There's no need for all this. I, it's so cold. Patrick Mahomes' helmet cracked. <laughs> I would have. I would have called in sick. I would have called in sick. I would have been. I'm yeah. stuck in the snow. I bet you Miami was like, God damn it, we should have won that extra game. Yeah, I blame Miami for not being good enough so y'all could play at 70 degrees. Right. But there was this thing at the beginning of the game. They do this all the time when it's cold where they're like, so-and-so is going without sleeves to prove how tough he is and to show everybody he's tough. I would be out there in a motherfucking triple fat goose with mittens. They'd be like, how you going to catch the ball? Uh, bro i'm not worried about catching the ball worry about catching cold <laughs> catching the flu 
Like I'm just out here so I can get my check. This ain't the, <laughs> like I'll be out there motherfucking four layers and shit. No sleeves for who? For what? Not. I bet when that ball hits you, it hurts so bad. Yes, because it, and it, and if I didn't realize that that the weather affected the ball because yes. they was kicking the ball, that the ball was just tumbling. I was like, oh, so we're not gonna get the. Kick. They was like, no, they was like the ball ain't going nowhere. They was like, this shit is hard as a rock. I was like, oh, okay. why why can't when they weren't able to kick the ball off because they would kick it, but the ball would just dribble down the field and mm-hmm. shit. Why don't they just make a rule like, okay, guys, for this game, we just going to have the quarterbacks come in and throw the ball down there. <laughs> Whoever thought the farthest. Just throw it down there. Fuck it. Throw it and then run off the field. We won't we won't penalize nobody today. That, wherever it lands, that's where you get the ball at. It's too fucking cold for this bullshit. All right. Yeah, one of the games was so, so cold. It was like, mm, y'all play on MLK Day. Yeah, they had to move a game. And shout out to the NFL they took Christmas from the NBA. Now y'all taking MLK Day from the NBA? That is, that's y'all right. niggas diabolical. That is their day. Yes. Let them have something. I don't think the Hornets got a game, but we just have a tradition. We would go to the Hornets game on MLK Day. Yeah, we played a day at six against the Heat. But yeah, I, uh, shout out to Lamelo being back. We love to see it. We love to see it. I have deep Hornets thoughts, but I won't I won't bore y'all with those. <laughs> I'll, save that for, I'll save that for uh, Ball Ball Sports or something. Okay. But uh, I, I've been thinking about it. We definitely better not trade Terry. If we do, we better get something great. Ain't that the truth? Um, all right, let's get into uh, some other stuff uh, for the show. Um, let me play some music so we can get paid. I'm Kevin Hart, and I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips. That's right, I'm in this commercial too. Yes! <laughs> I'm Kevin Hart, I'm getting all of the money. I want to be in 100 city commercials all of the time. I'm here for it, Kevin, be in all the commercials. Check out the next segment, I'm in it. Yes. All right, that's DJ Jaffa. Please, is the name of that one. Uh, so this went viral. This is really what everybody wants to hear us talk about. They didn't care about none of the other shit. And I don't blame y'all. Um, <laughs> what? Yasin Bay, formerly known as Most Deaf um did an interview um with this fashion podcast the cutting room floor he was asked if he considered drake to be hip-hop and the answer went viral um i'll share the answer with you guys and then we'll have a lengthy discussion about most deaf and drake i'm sure is drake hip-hop Drake is pop to me, in the sense like if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. <laughs> Commercial music. Oh, as or as you know, music. shopping with an edge, in certain instances. Fair. I like Drake's music, but I understand exactly what you're saying. Of course, I mean, it's, I, I, I it's get commercial, it. entertaining, fun, it's, good, it's, formulaic music. It's likable. Likable music, yeah. It's likable. Um, but is it? You know, I'm gonna leave you alone. We're gonna move. We're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many products. So many so, skews. So many skews. <laughs> Look at all these skews. 
Oh, so many products. So much merchandising. So oh, many barcodes. I love this mall. <laughs> look at this place. I mean, look at this place. They have everything. Everything's here. They have everything here. Oh, this is great. This is a new Drake. You hear it? It's great. Okay. What happens when this thing collapses? What happens when the columns start buckling? Are we not in some early stage of that at this present hour? Are we seeing like the collapse of the empire? Buying and selling, where's the message that I can use? Right. You know, what's in it for your audience apart from like banging the pom-poms? So that went super viral because um, I think mostly for two reasons. One, uh, it went super viral in the places that I look because all my friends are a certain age and they don't like Drake. Right. They don't listen to Drake for real and they don't like him. And so anybody saying anything negative about him is valid no matter who it's coming from, what it's about, right? Um, and then two, Drake's fans who at this point, I'm a little surprised. They're adults. Yeah, I'm a little surprised because they should be old enough now. Like when Drake first came out and he had some fans that I thought were pretty sensitive about his place in hip hop. Because they were younger. Yeah, I chalked it up to like, oh, y'all young. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the guy's been on the top of hip hop for I don't know. He's the old guy at the club now. It's a decade about, at least. Yeah, about 10, 15 years, somewhere around in there. He's yeah, been there he's, for a hot minute. He's been on the top for a minute. He's breaking Michael Jackson's sales records. Now they're streaming, and it, it, there's no way to really, you know what I'm saying? But the point mm -hmm. being, like, in the way that, record, that records are quantified, the motherfucker's the number one artist in hip-hop for sure, if not, you know, I'm sure yeah. globally one of the number one artists. The greed of being number one and thinking you are owed all the respect from all the artists and all the fans is delusional. Now, Drake will probably hear this and say something mean about most deaf at some point, and I don't blame him. I, that's his response to every criticism, whether it's valid or not. And I, and it's probably too much to expect somebody like Drake to take this as valid criticism and be like, hmm, yeah, I should write things of more substance. Like, he's not, he's not, I don't think he's capable of it, number one. Um, and two, a lot of his fans have a very low bar, so they just say that it's of substance when it's not, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't go to Drake for substance. No, I don't either. But yeah. but there are some Drake albums that I, and some of his songs that I like, my bops. Like, yeah. I, like they my jams. Yeah. So I don't go to him for substance, and he could do it. I'm, I'm, sure, he's, I'm sure he's capable of, if he really wanted to write about something other than how sad he is that bitches won't let him be misogynistic to these bitches. Um, <laughs> like, that, like if he wanted to write about something like what it's really like raising his kid or what it was like growing up in Canada and being outside of the hip hop culture, but then using hip hop to kind of ingratiate yourself into their culture. Um, you know, he could write those things, but he, he doesn't. And I doubt he will, you know, um, I, he's been writing music so long and I still don't know who he is. I don't mm -hmm. know him. Um, and as a fan uh, of, of Jay-Z's probably, if not my favorite rapper, definitely one of my favorite rappers. And I've been a fan of his a long time. I was a fan of his when he was basically running the charts and shit. Mm -hmm. And you, and uh, people take shots at you when you're on top. That's what hip hop is. Mm -hmm. That's what rap is. 
Um, and there were people that had that did say shit about Jay Z, but he la- he outlasted so many people and did so much that eventually those people faded away. Yes, but there was did. a time when people were questioning if he was hip hop, if his music was too club and too pop. Um, and but his you know but his bonafides and his skill kind of won that out. It won the day. And and I'm not even saying those everyone agree with those criticisms. It was just. You know, some old school niggas with shit on them, a bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So the fans' insecurity stuck out to me because they're in the mentions of anybody who's this like, yo, I agree with most deaf being like, oh, what? what? So what you trying to say? He don't talk about nothing? It's like, I, he's pop? Well, I mean, he put out pop me- rap. Mm-hmm. Like a good, I, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but I mean, you don't sell that many records without being pop. You just don't. All right. You know, I love Jay Z, but nigga has some pop songs too. Like Yes he did. They're not playing every they're not playing the hardcore murder shit in the club. They're playing that it's the things that you do that make me feel mm-hmm. <laughs> you like also they're playing on the radio. And I was just like, that's what my man had to do. You know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Um also like if you're gonna talk shit, talk shit. I would if I was a Drake fan of that ilk, I'd be like Fuck most deaf. He ain't nobody. He he wish he had the sales of Drake. Like I get the way they need to play it because we have stand culture now. There's no such thing as yeah, I like Drake, but y'all right. He's kind of he's kind of you know and, not real hip hop. And my thing, he never said there was anything wrong with pop. He just said it was pop. And it's implied that there's something wrong with it. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. It's so 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 it's implied it's quote unquote not real rap. There's a reason he's laughing and saying it's not hip hop and and why are you doing this to me and shit like that. So like he he is implying that Drake is not hip hop. Mm, okay, I'm with you. You know the first question I it may have been blanked out a little bit, but her first question was is Drake hip hop? And he's like he's pop, meaning um he's not hip hop. Uh, okay, I didn't hear that part. Now that being said, you know to be fair um most is being a little bit of a hater i i think it's ridiculous to say drake is not hip-hop this is one of those technicality things right and it's not ridiculous for most to say it but if you walked around the world with the understanding that drake is a pop act and not a hip-hop act most people will look at you like you're fucking crazy it's the reason this went viral is because most people actually do even the haters go well, no, he's a he's a rapper, he's a hip hop act, but I don't like him. Right. Most introduce something new to the conversation, which is he's not real hip hop. And that makes sense. That jives for most deaf. For for Yasin Bay. He believe in that. He been rapping his whole life, uh, or his whole rap life, his whole career is about real hip hop versus this pop shit and and if I don't like your shit that don't necessarily mean that I'm hating uh and y'all shit just could be whack and you know he's a real MC and he's like he's one of those guys he's Talil Kweli is like this I, I remember yeah. buying that shit from Rockets Records before they were Black Star any of that shit they are some of those backpack we the real authentic hip hop and you know at the time they didn't really fuck with the pop popular rappers it wasn't until really like i'd say like kanye was when i saw them kind of lighten up because kanye kind of was they homie and came up under them and so they weren't shitting on kanye when kanye was doing fucking god numbers they weren't doing that real hip-hop shit they were being featured on tracks and stuff and you know that could be some personal favoritism and bias but the point being 
with their contemporaries they don't really call out jay-z like that anymore but at the time they would have shady bars about all the popular rappers they used to do that this is not out of line for him he didn't get old and start hating he been like this from day one with most def he's been like this shit that sells a lot of albums isn't real to me right and also uh he has to he can feel like that, but it's one of those things where rap morphs and changes, and it always has and it always will. It will morph into something completely different. And it's very frustrating as somebody who loves rap when niggas don't allow the genre to morph into something new. And speaking about Kanye, with Kanye, that shit morphed into something new. All of a sudden, rappers were rapping about shit that other rappers would be like, that's too soft. Why you rap about your feelings? Well, you know, and the thing is, the foundation of a lot of what they rapped about, bitches and hoes, that shit stayed the same. But, you know, they just took it to a quote-unquote a different level or another level to a whole different generation of people. And like you say, Kanye wasn't rapping about the shit that they was rapping about, but they wouldn't look Kanye in his face and tell him he wasn't a rapper. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, all these niggas were like that. Like, Common, Talib, uh all the rockers records niggas the the fucking lyricist lounge niggas i loved those albums when i was a kid Mm -hmm. all of them would rap about how like and some of it i really truly believe is because they weren't capable of doing it but they would never admit that but they would be like these motherfuckers that make this club music and all this shit they they the real sellouts of the industry i'm the only one keeping it real rapping to a bunch of musty ass niggas with backpacks that sell incense outside my shows i'm the real hip-hop these niggas are fake hip-hop with their shiny suits and all this shit but the truth of the matter is hip-hop has always been both things yes it's always been both things it's been the niggas that sell out the shows and and it's been hammer pants and i'm not saying hammer's not a real authentic person but just the way they treated him was you're a pariah that's why hammer didn't show up to the commemorating 50 years of hip-hop thing he said how can i these niggas don't fuck with me and i don't fuck with them yeah because when i was popping they was shitting on me they were and they didn't even know me they didn't know that i'm real connected like that they were Mm -hmm. acting like i was some pop soft act so no i'm not gonna shake hands and act like hey man we both lasted so long that it's cool like there's always been a cost for the super successful hip-hop act, period. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of people saying, you're not really hip-hop, and it's because of your fan base. It's because white people have to like that shit for it to sell that much. And it's because of jealousy and envy, too. Mm-hmm. And also because these motherfuckers literally can't both do that. Like, Jay-Z had that line where he was like, you know, if I truthfully, I want to rhyme like Common Sense, but I sold five mil, I ain't been rhyming like Common Sense, right? And people used to shit on Jay for that. And I was like yeah but if we're being frank both of them can't do what each other do yeah if jay Jay can't really like i'm not saying he's not a lyricist or anything but like jay's not capable of making a very serious fucking somber uh album at that time it took him it took him 50 years years. took him being 50 years old or whatever how old to be like okay 444 i'm gonna give y'all some real real me no like just this is my life right this is something serious that happened right um common and Nas and so many of these niggas tried their hands at these pop hits they tried making club songs i know because i listened to them and we all saw like yeah this ain't it 
or like they would get a little truck playing the club but they couldn't keep it up you get that one single or like um like uh oh no you know mm-hmm. i remember that song and it's like yeah that's that's a cool little hit but you can't you it's can't get follow up you you can't do what jay did and have three of those an album for six summers you, right it's just hard it's hard and niggas are different i hate to see you know the girls fighting or whatever but you know this is what niggas do like men <laughs> as nick nick nicole says nick Jew, you know men's business you know this is the men's business is <laughs> It's gossipy and shady, and and mm-hmm. this was gossipy and shady for most to do this, but I don't find it to be like. I think the confirmation bias of already hating Drake is what people are saying, and I'm not going back and forth with my friends over this because they don't listen to Drake. You're right. They don't. So you're not the demographic. Yeah, so I don't yeah. mean to be an asshole, but they literally don't know what they're talking about. Right. It's like, yeah, I can't even talk to you because you don't even consume it. Yeah, you just see like the videos he put out and shit. And I'm not saying that's not valid enough. Mm-hmm. It, I think he is, by his nature, Drake has to be a bit of a culture vulture. Yes. Drake to me is like, uh, you know, hopefully people don't get offended at the comparison, but fuck it. Drake to me is like those K-pop groups. Like they, BDS. They just be everywhere, yeah. And the reason I say that is because we know you didn't grow up like that. You're, this not, you're from Canada and you're a child actor. You didn't grow up threatening to shoot people and living that type of life that you rap about. You know, you didn't. You didn't. This is as much as a character as, you know, wheelchair Jimmy, Jimmy to you. Like, and you've been playing this character for a long time. And maybe now it's, it's blended with enough life that some of it is real for him. But to me, you just a character like you, you put on the costume and now it's getting so ridiculous because you've been doing it so long. We're watching you grow a perm and put on, get, you know, get your hair done a certain way, put on fake, you know, put on like fake gold teeth and and shit you know we're watching you you know hop on every wave you know the reggaeton wave is gonna be popular okay now this is gonna be popular Mm -hmm. we're watching you befriend the the rappers who people like and feel are more authentic than you we're watching you kind of befriend them early so that they can't like truly take over from you and and that so that we won't have the j cole versus drake debate you're now making songs with j cole so now we're like oh they cool so we cool and and they must be on the same level when i think a lot of people if you set them down would be like j cole is a better rapper than drake kendrick is a better rapper than drake doesn't matter if they do a song together one of these motherfuckers we feel like got the full package of like rapidy rap ass rap and one of these motherfuckers we think is just kind of coasting you know i think it's the reason that um he'll work with uh the dudes but he doesn't really work with the women Mm-mm. that much uh, but when he and if he does he still comes out and talks a lot of shit about women but it's a lot of shock value shit it's very low substance yes, shit it, it doesn't really mean much it's just it's like a comedian I, I said this about his last album it's like a comedian who turns 50 and gives up being funny and just goes as long as i pissed everybody off then i at least they talked about me yeah you know and i feel like that's where drake is and his little like incel ass fans at this point who are just there for the misogyny and the stand walk culture like of course. they they corny for that shit but i really just i don't know that they're ever gonna change or grow up because like these niggas aren't 
18 anymore. Mm-mm. Grown up dudes are 30s. telling us that this this is this is substance to them. And so when most is calling it walking around a target basically and just it's about sales, skews and all that shit, I interpreted that as that's what Drake is. He's a guy that's about, hey, I got the Michael Jackson sales record. And you're like, yeah, but did your music resonate with anybody? You're not Michael Jackson to us. Right. And I'm not just saying that as an old nigga. I mean, to everybody in the world, you are you can have all the stats. You're yeah. not him. Yes. <laughs> you know, Mike can't even walk down the fucking street. People pass out of his fucking concerts and come when on. the motherfucker would just come on stage and before he did a move. Right, he's standing there, they copy 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm just watching, like, I remember watching that motherfucking HBO concert in, like, I forget where, like, Belgium or some shit. White women was passing out, and the nigga hadn't moved yet. He, he popped on stage, stood perfectly still yeah. for, like, two minutes, and they were carting white women out who were just like, make it! <laughs> yeah, and they were down for the count! Like, they, like you're not that guy. No, you know you're what I mean? not. You're not that guy. Michael Jackson one time shut down a goddamn airport. He went to the airport. They found out he was there. That bitch shut down. Yeah, so like, I like, and maybe that's the frustrating part for him is hearing people go like most deaf and many of much of the internet go, yeah, but you're not, you're still not that guy to us. Maybe that's what why he's so angry and bitter. Right. It's like, but I got all the achievements. I got all the numbers. I got. I'm working with all the right people and we're like, yeah, that's cool, bro. But we don't really respect your work in that way. We still don't know who you are. Right. You know? And I think that's a big part of that. Um, but, but I, and, and, and I'm far from a Drake hater. Right. right. I know a lot of people that are Drake haters and I, and I just don't talk to them about music for the most part. Cause like Mm-mm. you, you know, I feel like, and it's nothing wrong with this. But some of my folks, they just decided I'm gonna be old. Yes. And so they just are digging into like everything that happened after 1996 is bullshit. And it's like cool. I, that's that's a. I just don't want to be like that. Me I do either. listen to the new shit. Right. I do like the new albums. Um. I do want to keep up with who's putting shit out. Yeah. Um. I do. I love when I'm introduced to a song and I'm like, "Yo, that song is fucking dope." Yes. And uh, I uh have been introduced to a lot of people through you, like uh Jid. Uh, he is one of my favorite rappers right now. Like, I really uh I really dig that young man. Mm-hmm. And you know, and there's other people out there too where you go. Oh, and and like not just, I know Kendrick's been around for a while, but one period of time it was Kendrick. You know, you hear Kendrick like, oh, I've never heard anything like this. And you know, you have I don't want to miss out on good music because I'm still trapped up, trapped in the time frame where I had unlimited time. And be like, well, I ain't got limited time. Fuck it, and it must be bullshit. Yeah, and so like you know, I think uh, I get that people have their faves and their least faves and shit. Right. You know, but. To me, I keep up with the new shit, and uh, Drake is part of the new shit, and he's the guy that's on top of the game right now. Um, and so I I definitely want to keep up with him just because I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? But at the end of the day, my man ain't my man ain't talking about much. Mm-mm. You know, he's not he doesn't really talk about much, and you know, it, it's I guess it's finally grounded grinded on enough people that folks are like, fuck him, come on. But uh, most most deaf the thing that i think people are missing is that 
most deaf would have said this shit about anybody that's doing drake numbers that yeah it yeah, don't matter yeah, like like that like that's what they do he would have said this it's a certain type of nigga he never liked regard no, if it was 1996 he didn't like this nigga Mm-mm. it just he ain't for this you know what i mean like and and a lot of the backpack niggas are like that but that doesn't mean what he said has no substance to it you know, it's that, I played some songs before the show started, and one of the first songs I played for most deaf was Hater Players, I think is the name of it. Mm. And it's a song about how motherfuckers will call you a hater so they can dismiss your valid opinion, because if you can just say everything is hating, then all of a sudden, no criticism is ever valid. Dang. And I think with, with this, you know, the dismissive thing is to just be like, oh, he's just hating. But I think he there's a valid critique in there about the lack of substance in Drake's music. Um, and it's still like 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 he said, it's I feel like it is just mass production commercialization shit. And I don't know if it's as bad as the 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 the, the um columns of the empire are crumbling of hip hop. I don't know if that's true or not. Mm-mm. Could be, but I don't know. I to be frank, like I feel like you don't know that shit till it's too late. You look around, you be like, oh, damn, hip-hop's over. I'm sure this happened with, you know, people that love jazz or whatever. And you're like, one day you're just like, oh, jazz is not the number one music in the world no more. Like, okay. they, everybody's moved on. Yeah, it still exists, but yeah. Yeah, but the last, the last tip pole jazz al- al- album happened already. But you didn't know it when it happened. You see what I'm saying? That, that's true. So I maybe that. that will be hip-hop and maybe Drake is you know fiddling as rome burns but i don't i don't know that we'll know that for a while you know like like put it this way i listen to drake i listen to kendrick mm-hmm. i love kendrick you know but like what does jl covan listen to probably just drake you see what i'm saying like mm-hmm. like what what are the what are the like he, they'll listen to some kendrick but it's not they don't love the kendrick Mm-mm. the drake is easily accessible easy it's, to digest is 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 readily it's just like it's the it's the elevator music of, of rap at this point in that it's yeah. isn't that it's ever it's ubiquitous yeah and so i think that's the point that um i think that's the point that is being made here um and that that's not real hip hop to a certain demographic of niggas. To me, I I, I, I don't really play in those distinctions, but Mm-mm. I understand what most is saying, and that the reason it's resonating is because there's some truth to it. It's not just all hate, Mm-mm. you know. Because if he would have just said Drake is whack, we could just dismiss it as like, oh, he's hating. The end. No need to talk about this anymore. But coming out there and saying some shit like this, that's the reason his fans is mad because they like, yeah. I, Cause when he said, uh, "What was it? What's in it for your fans, or something like that?" I said, "Yes, that's right." What What do you get out of that? What do you get out of a Drake album as a fan? They get something out of it. I know you get entertainment, but what do you get out of it? What's his larger message about anything? What of consequence does he talk about? You know, even on a personal level, you could be like, "Well, personally, the personal is universal, right?" Mm-hmm. So, like. Kendrick tells a personal story of growing up with like a trans uh, member of his family and stuff in a, in a, in a, in a gay, co- like it's very personal. It's somewhat crass. It's unrefined, but there's a message in it that is beautiful 
and then becomes universal because we all have some level of, of ability to relate to it. Right. What, what has Drake ever done like that? Ever. He just don't. Like everything. It's like Drake is like, his music is like people's Instagram to me. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Like his, it's like someone's Instagram. Like I don't, I just know that you was at a party or you went on vacation or you ate a nice meal. I'm not, I don't know you though. Mm-mm. you know what i mean i know you were on a yacht and uh, i know you were on the beach here's a picture of your feet cool i don't mm-hmm. know anything about you nope and that's that's kind of drake to me so i i didn't find it to be so like him i didn't find uh most to be that out of line um but yeah anyway um let's move on let's move on um uh, we've been talking for an hour 15 minutes let's do something a little fun for the peoples okay uh, so I think I think I talked about everything I felt like talking about. Is there anything else? I'm looking at these. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh shit! There was one more thing. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. it can wait you till should. tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Keith Lee said he he not going. He not going. He ended his Bay Area food tour mm. over safety concerns, and we'll maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right, but let's move into some um guess the race so we can end on something fun. Uh, get to guest the race music. Boom. This time for guest the race. This 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 time for guest the race. This 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 time for guest the race. All right, guess the race time. You know what it is. We go around the globe, find different articles, guess the race of the people involved. And uh, Karen plays and chat room plays, and they're all pretty much racist. All right. A man tried to steal a Waffle House tattoo, police allege. Uh, 33-year-old Floridian, Max Mm -hmm. Alexander Kretschkant, Mm-hmm. Uh, he was arrested Saturday after he allegedly refused to pay $250 for a tattoo that he received from Ink God's shop in St. Petersburg. So he tried to steal the tattoo by having him do the work, and then when it's time to pay, he tried to leave. Oh, you can't do that. He was reportedly under the influence when he got the Waffle House logo tatted on his right calf. Oh! That is a very Waffle House decision. <laughs> Ain't it though? On the calf! Did it also happen at 3 in the morning? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Like the only way to order Waffle House. Uh, while the restaurant's change emblem is yellow and black, his tattoo about five inches wide was gray and black since he did not want to pay additional $100 for yellow ink. Well, he also didn't want to pay an additional $100 for at, at the all. whole thing. Yeah, he, he didn't. I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Matter. You might as well have to pay for the yellow then. Right. You might. Can you make it glow in the dark? Because <laughs> I'm not paying. Right. Fuck it. <laughs> Paint it however you want. It don't matter. Mm-mm. Uh, make it a back tat. Who cares? I'm not paying you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he refused all options to satisfy his debt. Now, what are the other options? They're like, you got some weed or something. something. Uh, police uh, frisked him and it turned up he only had six dollars in the driver's license in his bag and nothing on his person. He was charged with theft. He lives in Clearwater. He bonded out of jail last night after posting 150 dollars. Now, see, if you would have had the 150 dollars, they might have worked with you. Yeah. One hundred fifty dollars plus the six you had—that's that's almost a whole tattoo. Yeah. Okay, we'll take that. Beat it. 
He pled not guilty to the misdemeanor. In addition to not guilty, fr- it's on you. The fuck is right. this? Right, it's gonna be exhibit A. He's gonna <laughs> he gonna cut his arm his leg off before they get to court. Your Honor, I don't know what they're talking about. They be like, they be like, Your Honor, just roll up them pants right above the calf. I only had I had to come in here in a wheel, I had to come in here in a wheelchair because I only had one calf. I cut my my leg off. <laughs> Lost it in the wood chipper, so I guess not the wood chipper. Open and shut case. I win. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, he also has several other tattoos, including a black and white tribute to the insane clown posse on his forearm. Uh, Marcus said customers occasionally try to walk out without paying for tattoos, but that usually occurs during spring break, not the holiday season. Karen, guess the race of Mr. Max Alexander Kretschkant. I'm going white. Karen is going white on this one, everybody. She's going white on this one. Um, and you can go to Waffle House. I'm Kevin Hart. Go to Waffle House and get some, some delicious Waffle House waffles. Get that money, Kevin. I'm going to have to fight somebody. Um, uh, white calf, uh, insane clown posse. Oh, he's white. Uh, got the tat to commemorate his time in the joint in the house and being a juggalo. White. We had Waffle House two weeks ago. The grits were flames. Okay. Woohoo clown white. Insane clown posse white. Whitey. The whites. ICO. Or I guess ICP white. The correct answer is white. You all got it. <laughs> That's him doing the peace sign. Yeah, you. And that's his tattoo. Oh, it actually looks good. I'm not even going to lie. It's a pretty good tattoo. A little uneven, but not that bad. Um, probably he was drunk. He's probably moving around. Could you be still? Yeah, you're not supposed to get give people tattoos when they're drunk, technically, mm-hmm. but I guess it is Florida, so. Yeah, you're not supposed to, right? That's what they say. I mean, if you don't, then like. When would you ever get tattoos in Florida? <laughs> there might be a problem. Uh, let's go to this one. A customer upset with Subway order char- charged with battery after striking the worker with his sandwich. Oh. Yeah. Uh, an irate Subway customer who was upset his sandwich had been cut into half was charged with battery after allegedly hurling the offensive sub at one of the fast food chain's employees. Don't they cut him in half, particularly if it's a whole one? I guess you got to tell them not to. Maybe he did and they didn't do it. I don't know. Ah. I don't know. He threw that. He threw the. He threw it at the sandwich artist. Just for cutting in half. Okay. Uh. Yeah. It says. Um. Yeah. They said. Yes. Yeah, oh no! After it had not been cut in half. Oh, okay. So he was mad they didn't cut it in half. Yeah. Oh, so you could have just went back and be like, uh, can y'all cut this? <laughs> like, they'd have cut it. Right. Just, hey, can you cut this in half? Because I've done that before. Like, yeah. it'd be wrapped in the paper. I'm like, can y'all cut that? That slice right on through the paper and everything. I'm like, thank you. You cut it in half. Tear it in half. I don't know. Bite it in half. Uh, following the Bruce Bat De Barros, uh, his name is, what's his first name? Da, da, da. Alberto De Barros, uh, 54. Uh, too old to be acting like this. All right. Uh, he became upset with her after finding out that his sandwich was not separated. Uh, he began a disruptive scene. Um, so then the woman told him, hey, I will no longer be serving you. And he immediately made a phone call. Or oh, the dude told him that. Okay. Someone said, wait, who's Pierre Louise? Because they say he threw it at a woman. And I guess that Pierre Louise. Most- oh, Cassandra Pierre Louise. So I guess they misgendered her. 
Oh, no, I see what it is. Okay, so she said I won't be serving him, and then he immediately made a phone call. In the midst of the call, the sandwich was thrown at her. The sandwich struck her in the mid to lower body section. Uh, deputies did not say what kind of sandwich the barrels had ordered. So it sounds like he must have cussed her out or something. Yeah, she And was, she's like, I'm not cutting the sandwich now that you've been rude. Right. Then he threw the sandwich at her at, while he was on the phone talking to somebody else. Right. And, and it's really fun. And it would not be surprised. This is one reason why they tell people while you're in line, get off the fucking phone. Because I guarantee you he's probably talking on the phone the whole time or some shit like that. Well, no. Oh, he called afterwards? After, yeah. She okay. said, I won't be serving you. And then he made a phone call. Ah, okay. Now, also, um, they captured video evidence of him. Um, of course. And his, mis- and his demeanor and his car license plate. Um he claims uh, he thought he threw the sandwich on the counter. Mm-mm. Right. You, Come on now. You ain't for her. First of all, they got that glass partition thing, number one. So you got you, you to gotta do some aiming to try to even hit the counter. Right. Two, you know the difference between throwing something to hit the counter and throwing something at a motherfucker. Come on, man. Um, but, yeah, uh, another employee was also present during the assault. Uh, he was arrested for battery, which is a misdemeanor. Um, and he was released after posting a thousand dollars bond, which is a lot more expensive than a sandwich. That's more expensive than your five dollar foot long. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, Karen, guess the race of Mr. Alberto De Barros. Uh, Latino. Did All they right. did they charge him with assault and battery? Assault and yeah. <laughs> assault and vinegar chips. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, where's the... Oh, here we go. Sorry. <laughs> I could help myself, y'all. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad he bonded out of jail because I don't think he would have cut the mustard. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see what the chat room thinks. Spicy Chipotle Latino, Subway El Sapo, Fresh or Latino Latino, taking sandwich, slamming it to another level. K Baz will be proud Latino. <laughs> Hispanic should have requested uh, it on a tortilla Mexicano Latino, a salt and balsamic. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Latino machismo asshole. Ooh, what? All right, the correct answer <laughs> is Latino. <laughs> Someone always gotta go there. <laughs> we put these up on YouTube, and YouTube might flag it. <laughs> nah, that, yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say it, but uh, and the chat doesn't go on YouTube, thank God. But uh, this is him. <laughs> this is him. Fifty-four years old. Mm-mm-mm. Throwing sandwiches on people. Throwing sandwiches on people. Mm-mm-mm. Let us pray. All right, let's go. To, <laughs> let's go to. <laughs> you think? You think when when the police showed up and she he was like uh, she was like I want him arrested for throwing the sandwich at me. He's like, did you tell him that you didn't cut the sandwich? Did you tell the folks that you bitch? Oh no! You- oh no! <laughs> How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? <laughs> Call them niggas. 
Just call them niggas. It's time to get gold, the mix. Gold chain it's wearing fried chicken and biscuit eating monkey eating baboon big guy fast running high jumping spear chucking 360 degree basketball. <laughs> when they was like, uh, you hit her with the sandwich, she was like, no, that was a cold cut. I could help myself. <laughs> I know that was terrible. He had a lot of balls. Meatballs. Yes! Okay. Um, <laughs> last one. <laughs> Felony case no longer a pain for doctor. Prosecutors have declined to pursue a felony case against a doctor who was arrested for striking her ex-husband with a handful of bread slices she had soaked with water before throwing them at the 70-year-old victim. Oh! So it was soggy bread? Right. What? What is... How does that help? I don't know. Is there something more? I mean, I guess... It probably weighs more. Because, you know, regular bread just bounces off of you. put water on that It still don't seem like it would hurt. No, it won't hurt. It just fucking lay on your skin longer. (laughs) I think psychologically... Now now I have to bathe. I think there's something psychologically to it. (laughs) Yes, it is. Like, I think... wet bread at me. Getting hit with soggy bread (laughs) seemed like it would really suck. Yes. Yes. You're just like, why the fuck did you, you hit me with soggy Rick, bread? You be my like, damn, what's happening here? You could just hit me upside the head with the bread still in the package. <laughs> right. You have those just soggy. Just use the baguette. What the hell is this? Uh, yeah, he's 70. She's 58. She was arrested last month following altercation inside St. Petersburg. Oh, she probably got charged for attacking an elderly person, too. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, she was charged with battery on a person 65 years or older. Third degree felony. Mm. Yeah, don't be don't be being up on old people. Don't be playing that shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why she did. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, to each to each their nature's own though. <laughs> <laughs> Cops report. Uh, it's funny no no matter how you slice it, guys. <laughs> right. Cops report that. The- Victim said he was arguing with Neely when she grabbed a handful of bread from the loaf, wet the bread at the kitchen sink, and then hit him with the soggy slices. Uh, she meant to do that. She, want, she You know what? She wants you to feel that bread. She, right. she, she didn't want that bread to bounce off of you. You and were like, you, what is that? She was like, that she wants that bread to fucking stick to your face. That shit hit you. It's gonna stick. And then that he called like, the cops. He still called the cops. I don't blame him. I'm I, 70 years old. Right. Call the cops on you too, bitch. At 70, I feel like a wet slice of bread might kill you. I don't know. Shit. He's it like, might shit. break a bone. That might be it. I might me. lose my balance. No, bitch. I'm calling the cops. Right. <laughs> I don't really get out and exercise much. I'm loafing around. <laughs> ah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think She's, she's like, I don't know. It was, uh, I, I don't know why he's upset. I just threw some bread at him, and she, he was like, uh, "Did you tell the cops that the bread was wet?" Hmm. Did you tell the folks that, you bitch? <laughs> That's gonna make me holler every time. I love that clip. <laughs> um. Well, the deputies arrived in response to the 911. Man, that 911 call has to suck. Yeah, Because I know you, like, as a man, I know it's wrong and patriarchal and you're not supposed to think like this. But I still have a little bit of that in me. And I'm for sure would be like, I can't call the cops for this shit. Yeah, and you know they'd be like, police, fire, or, right. or, or EMS. I need 911. Why? 
Cause I'm I'm being abused. I've been assaulted. I've been assaulted. assaulted oh my what, god, sir? sir, you okay? Yes, I have. But but I'm assaulted. She gotta go to jail. This is abuse. I have wet bread all over me. <laughs> they were like, sir, from what? Are How you the bread get wet? Sir, are you feeding ducks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you outside? Like, what's happening here? Why is did the, 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 the ducks attack you? We don't understand, Why, sir. Is the bread wet with blood? No, it's <laughs> it's water. Just regular ass water. Uh, she so he said uh, he had several pieces of bread stuck to the to to the shirt, right? Of the shirt after being read her rights, she reportedly stated that nothing happened between her and the victim, but she could not explain the wet bread in the garbage can of the kitchen. You really just thought you were gonna throw it away in the trash? Encyclopedia Brown, Brown could have solved this one, ma'am. That's <laughs> a pretty open and shut case. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know why wet bread is stuck to his shirt. I had nothing to do with it. Ma'am, all they had to do was follow the crumbs. Right. <laughs> I don't understand. Right. Um, Nilly and the man divorced about eight years ago, but they lived together in the home, which she purchased, which she purchased after they split. Following her collar, a judge ordered her to have no contact with the victim and to surrender any firearms, weapons, or ammunition. I mean, she got to leave. Uh, she possessed. Uh, she pleaded not guilty to the battery charge. Um, she was also fitted with a, a continuous alcohol monitor, so maybe they're blaming us on some alcohol. And also, not so funny, you know the economy bad. They divorced eight years and still got to step in the same roof because they was like, oh, shit, it's just cheaper than going on on my own. Ironically, Karen, she didn't have the bread to get a new house. <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> Nilly, <laughs> who was released on her own recognizance after the December 9th confrontation, learned this week that the state attorney had concluded that the facts and circumstances of the matter do not warrant prosecution at this time. Yeah, because I imagine they're like, all right, what I got on my docket today? Uh, child murderer, uh, rapist, uh, terrorist, uh, domestic violence, and, oh, speaking of domestic violence, this woman threw some wet bread at her, at her ex-husband. They, they, they said, get this out of my courtroom. He's like, why'd y'all bring this in? <laughs> Why y'all bring this in? Y'all know I'm not prosecuting that. But we got a, this an open and shut case. We got the wet bread. We caught a wet handed. <laughs> All right. He's like, no. Mm-mm. Dismiss. Right. Uh, all right, Karen. Guess the race of this doctor, Heather Neely. White. Karen's going white. Like some white bread, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what they think in the chat room. Um, uh, do I need to scroll up or something? Just know. they just slow. Okay, that's not. I, well, slow, I didn't but, see where you asked them to okay. guess, so that's why I was. Um, and saying. I mean, they slow, but you know, they it, it's a slow delay sometimes. Okay, but you did ask them to guess. Yes, it's down at the bottom. You don't see yeah, it I right can't. up beneath Lakita. Uh, nah. Last thing I got in the chat is remember Van in Atlanta killed a dude with a baguette. You got is that the last thing you see in the chat? Nope. I have. All right, so my shit's broke somehow. I don't know what happened, guys, but the correct answer is white. <laughs> y- y'all got it. Good job. Oh, okay, I'm about to say, I see all the comments. <laughs> the fuck was that about? I don't know what's going on. I don't know either. But it's all good. It's all good. I'm sure they had some lively comments. Um, here she is. Okay. She likes to throw some bread at a motherfucker. She got Come the Karen on. haircut. Okay. She like, listen, 
Okay, I don't play about my bread. I bet she said, I wish a Marita would. (laughs) 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 What were they arguing about? Shout out to to those who know what kind of bread that is. Right. What were they arguing about? (laughs) They don't even make that no more. Maybe he deserved it. You know? She might have told the police. Right. Did you tell the folks that? You bitch. (laughs) Yes. All right. Sore ratchetness. get to some sword ratchetness uh a man attacked with samurai sword at deception bay i'm just gonna say the bay is kind of already giving you a warning with the name deception you can't trust it (laughs) why am i going anywhere like that all right has suffered serious injuries after being attacked with a samurai sword outside a Deception Bay pawnbroker. Tonight we can show you the chaos as staff and customers came to his rescue. Staggering in, clutching his head before ripping off his shirt to stem the bleeding. A woman grabs her phone to call police, helping to put pressure on the man's wound. The rest of the store quickly rallying to help the victim of a samurai sword attack. It was just after one o'clock when the man was ambushed in the car park behind a Deception Bay plaza. CCTV on the building captured the attack unfolding in the far left corner. Witnesses say they saw the man walking when a car pulled over. At least two people attacked him with the sword. The man struck a second time as he tried to run away. Nearby, a shop owner had been serving a family when the victim ran inside to safety the owner quickly locking the doors as his customers rendered first aid. The attackers got into a car and fled the scene. Police later catching up with a 32-year-old man who's now in custody. The man suffered a severe head wound and was taken to Redcliffe Hospital in a stable condition, safe thanks to the fast actions of a store owner and his customers. Lawrence Jeffcoat, 7 News. There you go, guys. It's crazy out here. It is. Be careful. Motherfuckers got swords. You go into the pawn shop. Next thing you know, you need first aid. Right. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you have a happy uh, MLK Day. MLK Day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like we ran the gamut on this show, and that's what what the show's about. Um, So, uh, yeah, we'll talk to y'all later. Until then, I love you. I love you, too. Mwah. Mwah.